0: The question is, what is the cost of me not investing in this thing? Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Spark podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff to goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking, but too afraid to say. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy 2020. This is the first episode of the year. Sorry, it's late, but also I've just been like living my fucking life. I've been the vibe, right? And that's more important because you guys get my vibes because you are in my energy. So firstly, so this episode, I feel like I was going to start the, I was actually going to do my jaw surgery episode first for the year, but then I was like, no, this one needs to be the first for the year because we're going to talk about some quantum leaping. We're going to talk about expansion today. We're going to talk about energy. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about manifestation and we're going to talk about our amazing trip that we had in Zermatt and all that jazz. So firstly I want to say that if you are not in, in MMM level 2 there is a 23 minute extra module that I did about how I manifested the trip to Zermatt. So if you want the specifics, I would go and get that program because that shit is fucking priceless, especially like the, the vibes of that video, like that shit quantum leaps you in itself. Honestly, because that penthouse was like insane. Um But for now, I'm going to just explain to you guys some of the more basic stuff. And then the nitty gritty is in that episode. So if you don't know, I got to have the trip of a lifetime in Zermatt at the end of 2020 going into 2021. Now, I obviously, for any of you guys that don't know this, I moved to London only because of COVID. So I moved here in March. Um, I was living in New York. I I had zero plans of ever living here. I've lived here before and I fucking hated it, but I also had no money. I was on my gap here. Um so it's a different, it's a totally different vibe. I don't hate living in London right now. I'm just like, it's not turning me on like New York turns me on. But I'm still enjoying it. I'm still making it a vibe and I'm still finding it expansive. Nonetheless, it's still a great city. Nonetheless, we're also in fucking lockdown. So like nothing is a great city right now. Nonetheless, for the third time, um, I spent from like March or not really March because I, th- I still thought I was going to be able to get home in for Christmas. Right. But then once it got to like August, I was like, not even August, I would say June, July. I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm getting home for Christmas. So I spent a long time kind of bracing myself for my first Christmas being away from my family, not by choice. And my first Christmas also possibly alone or with people that I didn't really want to be with, whether it was friends, and now that would be different, that'd still be fun, whether it was friends, but then the closer it got, the more I was like, the friendship ain't going to happen because I had friends that actually moved out of London. Um, or whether it was with extended family because I do have extended family here, but again, they're not. Cl- I'm not close to them. We don't vibe. I am like such a black sheep, which I don't give a fuck about. But they, you know how like no matter... How not insecure you are. Like, I'm super secure. It's still like, if you just don't want to be somewhere, it's just not enjoyable for you, right? Anyway, so I kind of braced myself for a long time and for for being alone for Christmas. And I also had been manifesting since maybe the middle of the year, maybe like July, August time, that I was going to go on a skate trip with a man. And I have written it in my fucking journals and I've said it to my team. And I'd like say in passing comments of like, as long as I can go on a ski trip, then this year is fine. Because if you don't know this, I am an avid skier. I love skiing. It is like my favorite thing in the world to do. My soul's love language is freedom. So going a million miles down a mountain is my fucking jam. I love the thrill of it. I love the adrenaline rush. I love the danger of it. I love... I love the fact that you have to like just trust your body sometimes because if you're skiing in a blizzard, it's hectic. I love everything about it. And for any of you that don't know, I actually trained to be a ski instructor in Whistler for three months. So I'm actually quite a good, I'm not quite a good, I'm a very good skier. Uh, I prefer backcountry, if anyone's wondering, I prefer backcountry to um, to uh, on peace. But, you know, if it's a beautiful bluebird day and there's lots of snow and it's not icy. I don't mind on peace as well. But I also hate busy mountains. I'm i a bit fussy. I also hate busy mountains and that's because I had a really bad ski accident. And you guys can listen to a podcast about that because I'm very sure I've done one on my ski accident. Yes, I have. Um, I do not like busy mountains because I am not afraid of. I'm not afraid of myself. I'm actually. I'm also not afraid of really good skiers. I'm actually afraid of beginner skiers because that's who hit me. A beginner snowboarder because they just don't know what the fuck they're doing and you don't know which way they're going to turn because they don't have like this rhythm that you can you can see where they're going to turn next. Like when it, when you have like a really advanced skier in front of you, you know when they're about to turn because you can follow their kind of dance almost. Whereas with a beginner, you have no fucking clue. Um, and so they're actually scarier, which sounds weird, but they really are. Because um, all you need is for someone to clip you and you go flying. And that's what happened with me. Anyway, long story short. So I spent all year manifesting that I was going to go on this glorious ski trip and stay in this huge, what I had in my mind, right? Was like a big chalet kind of thing. Uh, lots of open space. I can still visualize it. It was like lots of, open. I feel like this is actually going to be the house that I'm going to end up living in, to be honest. What I would visualize is lots of open space, a big kitchen, a big living room. And I would always see myself with a man on a, like, on the veranda, like looking out and we'd, we'd be looking out to snow is what I'd always see. Anyway, um, so I visualized this all year basically, or since COVID really kind of made me realize um okay fuck I'm not seeing my family um or not going back to aspen to see my friends or anything like that anyway um so yeah I spent all year manifesting this writing in my journal x y and z and it obviously came true and with ski trips normally you plan like 6 months to a year in advance you know you got to book things in advance x y and z it's a big trip right so this trip manifested um, like middle to end of November um that's when like things started to get to get planned um which is actually really late for a ski trip but I held the vision so it didn't matter when it was like beginning of November I was like it can still happen and what really allowed me to have this like deep surrender was actually my Instagram account being hacked and I've talked about this in the MMM module so you can listen to all of the intricate details around this key tool that I figured out for manifestation that actually was what helped me to manifest this because I wasn't holding on too tightly to it. You guys know that if you hold too tightly onto a manifestation, there's no space for it to come true. And I think a lot of people, they get obsessed with like journaling every day, but then they hold on to it too tightly. Anyway, and so I was really able to release it. Um, and I go through that in MM Level 2 if you want to like listen to more of that. Um, I was able to release it really when I got jelly because um, I had no time to like To like be fucking obsessing about it essentially. Um, and then it came true really randomly, uh, thanks to the next lockdown that London put in place. Anyway, uh, so basically I'll give you the details because the it isn't like these are details that everyone can know for free. Um, so basically what happened was I texted James ages ago. So we were dating in like May, and I texted him like, I don't even know when. Fuck knows like I I was out drunk one night and I met someone that I'm like oh James should really meet this person and it was just like you know you know when you meet someone you're like fuck like you guys should meet anyway and then never heard from him again that was fine like I didn't give fuck um and then he messaged me like in November or I think no I think it was end of October he messaged me being like, I just remember, did you message me something ages ago asking that I should meet, saying that I should meet someone, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember the details. Like, don't worry. So we had, like, a quick conversation that, like, lasted a few days. And then that kind of, like, died. Like, cool, whatever. I didn't care. And then the second lockdown happened. And then we had another conversation about this lockdown because he then had to cancel his trip to France, like, his ski trip. And it didn't even occur to me, fuck. This means that we can't go skiing, not not we as in me and James, but just like the whole fucking Europe can't go skiing now because they're in lockdown. For some reason I like forgot that like mountains are included in lockdowns. So anyway, you know, sometimes I only think of like big cities for things. Anyway, um, but like the mountains are in the country and the whole country is on lockdown, like not just Paris, for example. Anyway, uh, but Switzerland wasn't in a lockdown. So long story short, we – basically both of us were like, well, we have to go skiing. He's as obsessed with skiing as I am. Like it's our number one priority in life before fucking anything. Um, And uh, literally it was like we will go to Canada, we will go to America, we will go to Japan. I don't care where the fuck we go. We'll go to fucking Sweden. I don't care where we go. We have to go on a ski holiday, Sitch. So we were both kind of in the same camp. So it was like, all right, we're going to do this. So we ended up uh, like basically organizing a trip and we went to Switzerland and, you know, in the back of my head – to help me like surrender, I was also like, if for some reason Switzerland closes down, I know that we will just go to Canada or something. So I knew I, I knew I was getting a ski holiday, and I really held that, and I really had to trust and surrender and not let my ego get in the way of like something is going to happen. And because this happened when I was in Paris, um, if any of you guys remember the trip to Paris that I took before uh, in like July or whatever, that beautiful romantic weekend away. So with that trip, um, I. I, I I had a lot of ego, bef- not e- like a lot of fear before we left um, because I was super afraid of uh, him not arriving or him not coming or something happening. I was so afraid. I actually was so afraid that I was going to manifest for something to happen to him to not be able to come because I was so fucking excited for it. Um, anyway, and so it was really beautiful actually. I didn't have much fear this time. Because I really, I really, after my Instagram account got hacked and I got it back, I really have this whole new level of surrender of just like miracles are my normal. Like miracles are constantly available to me. Um, So I don't have to worry about anything. And like, I just feel constantly so supported by the universe that it's like, whatever happens or doesn't happen is fucking perfect because that's what's meant to happen. Um, and what I've also been having to really remind myself of a lot this year that's really helped is, like, just because something hasn't happened right now doesn't mean it's not going to happen tomorrow, right? Like, just because I didn't have my Instagram account back on Thursday didn't mean I wasn't going to get it back on Friday. It's, like, stop jumping ahead, Monica. Like, stay in the fucking present. Um, anyway, and so – It was actually quite nice the universe threw a few little hurdles in my way or in our way um that helped me to not be like oh this is too perfect something's gonna happen the day of the we're meant the the day that james is meant to come pick me up kind of thing so i wasn't too stressed about it however we both really drunk one night and he did say to me and he like doesn't like Actually, I'm not going to talk much about him because this is podcast not about him um, at all, and that's like privacy. Um, Which, by the way, some of you do not know privacy, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, He actually said, "Like, did you think we were going to make it?" And I was like, "I did," but like there was definitely a lot of fear, and he had a lot of fear. Like he was like, "I literally thought like we weren't going to be able to come." Anyway, let's get back into it. So basically, for those of you that don't know, so he picked me up on the 18th of December, and we left to drive to Switzerland. So. He actually had already booked a British Airways flight and he was just going to transfer it to, uh, like whatever day we were going, uh, cause he booked that for France. Um, but, and I was going to fly initially, right? Cause that's normally easier, but I couldn't get a direct flight with Jelly. So you have to fly Air France for dogs and cause Swissair wasn't taking any dogs in the cabin. Um, and Jelly obviously came with us as you guys want to see on my Instagram and, um, So I was – so with Air France, I was going to have to stop in Paris and that was going to mean like an eight-hour trip to Switzerland. I was like, fuck that. Anyway, so we actually ended up driving because he was happy to. Um, So he came on the 18th. We packed up the car. He had got the car fully checked. He'd gone to the mechanic, got everything checked, right, because he was like, I don't want to break down. We're driving along, we're so excited. Firstly, we forgot to pick up sushi for dinner. So that was like fail number one, because we were both just like too excited. Anyway, firstly, actually, I thought I forgot my wallet. So we had to turn back around, come back home, and the whole time my wallet was in my jacket in the back of the car. So that was a good one, Monica. Anyway, then we finally get back on the road. We get through the Euro tunnel, which was super cool, but like kind of weird at the same time. Like trippy, actually, is what it was. Which basically the Euro tunnel, if anyone that doesn't know, is that your car goes on a big train, you drive your car onto a train. Um, and then you sit in your car on this train and get taken under the tunnel. It's, it's actually just trippy and a bit creepy anyway. So we we do that. We get out the other side, we're all good to go. It's like, we're driving, we're driving, we're having a car party, we're chatting. It's just amazing. And I am like kind of falling asleep. And then this blinker thing starts to happen on the dashboard. And James is like, can you just look up what this means? Anyway, and basically it was like some engine thing. Do not quote me on this, right? Because I'm just remembering off the top of my head. It was some engine thing, and he had to like rev the engine up to like is it what's that one on the left hand side? And it's got like the one, two, three, four, and you wanna keep the the thingy between two and three if you're on like an, a manual. I don't know what it's called. Anyway. And he was like basically you have to rev the car um for you have to rev the car like a couple times to get the soot off the engine. And then it would like, the blinker would go away. So we did that and the blinker didn't go away. So we kept driving, like whatevs, kept driving. And then the car starts to make a funny sound and the car breaks down. So just to like paint the picture for you guys, we are in, and oh by the way, I also psychically knew this was gonna happen. So I don't, I haven't put it on my podcast, but I have it in my journal. I tell my friends. So when I tuned into the energy of the trip, there was something that was gonna happen with the car. And whenever I saw, the, and I saw the same vision in my head of like what I would always see. Whenever I saw this vision, it was like in the exact spot in France that we broke down. I would always see it like in but fuck nowhere in France, above Paris. Um, anyway. And so the car broke down and we're in but fuck nowhere. Like we, I don't even know where we are, but we are, it's pitch black. Like imagine black and then go blacker. Like there was no lights on the motorway. This, mo- You know those motorways that are so fucking dark. You're like, how do people drive on this? It, like I would have to have my, um, you know how you have your headlights then you have like the really bright ones, whatever they're called. High beam. I would have to have, have my high beam on the whole time if I was driving. Jesus Christ. Anyway, it was so dark, you couldn't see shit. And we are literally, so you know when like there's like, um, there's, it's a two lane motorway, but then a third lane comes in that merges because people come onto the freeway. That's how we broke down. And we broke down kind of in between lane two and the merging lane. So we're essentially, we essentially have cars coming either side of us basically, which was not a vibe. I did not freak out, actually. I was like, well, I didn't freak out because he had it all so under control, right? Because my feminine was like, oh, I'm safe. That key thing. My feminine was like, I'm safe, so I don't have to worry about anything. Um, But basically, so... We're in this motorway. It's 130 kilometers an hour. if you live in Australia, there's, like, nowhere where you can drive 130 kilometers an hour. So cars are going, like, 140, right? Because, like, fuck the speed limit in Europe. Um, And these massive, massive fucking trucks are going 130, 140 kilometers. And they're whizzing past me. And we're on the wrong side of the road because, like, in France, it's the opposite side of the road to London. But we're driving a British car. So... I was actually like on the side closest to all the cars, like the cars whizzing by basically because there weren't many cars merging onto the freeway and these trucks are, you know when a truck goes past or I even mean, a car goes past you so so quickly that your car like shakes kind of thing, that's what it was doing and like they were so close to us, all they had to do was like clip the, re- the side mirror and we- our car would go flying. So I'm like a little bit, like every time a car goes past, I'm like, <gasps> and I like, I like push my body like i my body goes into the center of the car like towards james obviously and so anyway he's like i can't we we cannot stay here and of course the aa which is like the roadside assistance is like you need to get out of the car and james is like we're not getting out of the car it's like minus 10 degrees outside and there's no fucking light like that's not happening kind of thing anyway so James is like I'm getting out of the car and I'm pushing the car. I'm like are you fucking serious? But he was fucking serious. Like this is the most masculine man. Like his energy is so fucking masculine like he does everything for women. It's a vibe. Anyway, and so I get out of the car and um and so he gets out of the car and he's like climb across you need to steer the car. And I can drive so this is fine. But I'm like reverse it. I'm reversing it. Anyway, so we so we so we're more like in this grassy patch area and anyway like a little bit safer it's really hard to paint the picture so he's he's out the front of the car pushing the car yelling at me how to like turn the in not like in a mean way like in a good way yelling at me like turn this way turn this anyway it was crazy anyway someone comes out picks us up and they they you know when like the the cars are on the back of the trucks yeah we were in the car on the back of the truck fucking weird in france you stay in the back of the car you, st- you stay in your car when it's being towed. I'm like, is that safe? I don't know. Anyway, it was kind of fun. So then we get to this garage and this garage has the dodgiest fucking vibes. I was petrified because I'm so intuitive. Like the energy of somewhere, it can look totally safe, but the energy and I can, my brain can know like James is right there. You're all good. But like my, my chest and my body is like, no, thank you. Anyway, so we get to this garage, right? And we have to wait for a taxi to come pick us up. And this taxi is going to take us to an like a hotel to stay there for, for like a few hours at this point it's like 7 a.m right we have to stay there for a few hours and then we'll get a higher calm honestly I wasn't that the only thing that I was stressed about is actually I just want to get to the fucking mountain that's all I wanted to do and I didn't want to be paying for an, a night to not be there so then we I hope you guys are enjoying this um anyway everyone loves a story time right so then we um Classic Monica, like I honestly could make a reality TV show with the drama that happens in my life, but it's all like for miracles, hey. So this taxi comes to pick us up, and we can't fit everything in the car because we are very heavy packers. I mean, we're going skiing for two and a half weeks, and I have a dog. Um, so this car comes to this taxi comes to pick us up, and he has to do two trips, right? But. James and I get in one car because he was like, no, no, both of you come in the car and then I will drive back and pick your things up. So we had to leave our suit- half our suitcases outside of the car in this garage area. I'm like freaking out. The guy wanted me to leave my laptop there because he was like, no, no, you have too much stuff. Like leave a bag here. I have my laptop. I'm like, pig's ass. and we're leaving one of my laptops here. Um, so we bring all the stuff and go to the hotel and I fall asleep so so we we get to the hotel room right? and I am like some other. I'm on some other fucking planet at this point because I'm like so tired it's unbelievable um anyway and we get to the hotel room and James is like I'm just gonna go back down to the lobby and I will wait for the taxi driver to bring the rest of our stuff I'm like okay like I'll wait here so (sighs) I'm in the room and he apparently comes back in and he says something to me like, I got you some, he always forgets that I can't include it. I got you some croissants and like some prosciutto or whatever. And I'm snoring my fucking face off, not even surprised, on the bed, shoes still on, coat still on, and jelly curled up with me. Amazing. Anyway, so then he falls asleep. We have a few hours of sleep. And then we get back and then we wake up again and he has to go pick up his hire car in a taxi, like a taxi drives him to pick up a hire car. He brings the hire car back to me. This hire car is half the size of our initial car. So we are packed in like sardines. I can't even fucking tell you. Like economy is business class compared to this This. Like car situation, in terms of like how much shit that I had on me, um, but it was all fine. So then we keep driving, and we have to do all these pit stops so 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 James can take like twenty minute naps. And of course, I'm like after twenty minutes, I'm like tapping him on the shoulder. I'm like, hey you've had twenty minutes. Can we keep driving?" And like I, because we were in a stick now, we were in a manual, and I can't drive a manual. And this has taught me I, I need to learn how to drive a manual. So he's gonna teach me. Thank you very much because I really need to fucking learn for Europe. Key thing for any Americans and Australians, a lot of European cars are manual, especially if you hire them. So if you don't know how to drive a manual, you might want to learn for, for, for times like this because if he couldn't drive a manual, we could have been stuck for like days until we got an automatic car. Anyway, so we drive, we drive, we drive, we get to Switzerland, we get, we nearly, we're, at, we're nearly at the border And, um, of course, James is so nervous going through the border and he's like, hey, don't say a word. I'm like, wait, what's happening? He didn't tell me why I wasn't allowed to speak. And, um... And we get through the board and he's like stressing his face off. But I was like on in pixie land, right? Because when I'm really able to be in my feminine, like I'm not working or anything and I'm like fully looked after, it's like I'm like this is my family and stuff. My brain is so off. People are like, what planet are you on, Monica? Like I actually come across a little bit like ditzy, which is really unlike me, right? Like you guys probably want to pick that up. But when, when, I, know, when I know everything is being taken care of and I don't have to be on, I'm so relaxed. It's amazing. Anyway, I love it. So, um, what was I gonna say? So yeah, we get through the Swiss border, and literally, like, we just get through the Swiss border. Oh, and so the miracle of our, our car breaking down was that because we got a French hire car, we had a French number plate, so we did not get questioned going through the French border. Because I also should say right now, guys, London, London has a an, London announced a lockdown about a week before we left um and so technically you are not allowed like technically you shouldn't be traveling unless it's for work now i got a work thing because i would just me at the hotel just basically drew up a contract and we were like yep this is for work because i'm like i'm fucking coming right so we were all fine in that department and i wasn't worried because we had a lot of proof that like this was for work even though it wasn't um but i did tag them a lot so like they did get a lot of pr out of it anyway um and so we get across the border and like miracle right um Anyway, and what was I going to say? And that's when the BBC popped a thingy up about London's gone into like tier four or whatever or like a full national lockdown or whatever the fuck it was and all flights had been cancelled out of the UK um, and we'd literally just made it in. So like they made this whole other level of a lockdown or this whole other level of like a do not travel thing um, from the UK um, literally like ten minutes after we got into the Swiss border absolutely insane so that was crazy so we were just like what the fuck like we are i mean but put it this way by the end of this trip james was like i don't know what fucking magic you have in you but you are literally magical like with the shit that you manifest um anyway so we got to switzerland it was amazing we were obviously so fucking tired when we arrived Classic Swiss, which I love, when when we dropped our car off in the nearby town because Zomat's completely electric, so you have to drop your car off in a nearby town and then a taxi takes you up to the the entrance of zamat and then a separate taxi, like a electric taxi, then gets you from the petrol taxi or the gas taxi, whatever you want to call it. And then you get taken to your hotel. Anyway, so when we drop our car off, they're like, would you like a drink? And I thought they were giving me like water. And I was like, oh, I'd love a drink. And they literally pull out like a liqueur and they give us a shot. So I was pissed because at this point I've barely eaten a meal because like, I don't like to eat shitty food on the road. Although I've never done this before, but actually I'm going to give you guys this tip. So James went into a supermarket and bought a whole massive thing of smoked salmon and we were eating. We had, (laughs) I just want to paint this picture for you guys. Okay. We're in a car. We've crossed borders that we should not be crossing. We have dodged all of these fucking lockdowns. Thanks to my work. And manifesting, we have this bougie fucking. Okay, this picture is so funny. We have this bougie pup, right, that only eats the best food. I've brought like dips and carrots and pesto. And I went to Bailey and Sage. It was like this fancy grocer. So we had like pastries, not for me, for him. Like just all this fancy food, right, in this car. Then, Then he goes and gets smoked salmon. So we're now eating smoked salmon in the car, also feeding it to jelly. Like this was the most basic bitch car. Like it was fucking hilarious. Like we honestly would have looked like the biggest brats driving in this car, and then, (laughs) then I whip, (laughs) then I whip out a cucumber. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I've never seen this before. Only I would do this. I whip out a cucumber and I, and I literally, (laughs) I shit you not. I start peeling the cucumber in the car. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm peeling the cucumber in the car. Jelly and I are sharing a cucumber and we're eating smoked salmon straight from the packet. Like this picture could knock at any bougie if you try as we drive to our penthouse in Switzerland that costs like an arm and a leg, like basically a mortgage. It was just so hilarious. Anyway. So we get to Switzerland and it was a total vibe. We check in, and I mean, when we were nearly there, we stopped at a we stopped at a petrol, st- petrol station and I caught a reflection of myself and I was like, "Shit!" James literally looks at me and was like, "You look terrible," and like I looked like I'd been on three economy flights thrown through a dishwasher, and then like stood up straight from Australia. Like three economy flights from Australia. Like I looked horrendous. I don't know why. I think I think it's my hair so long. If I'm sitting in a car, it was out the whole time. It gets really matted, like easily. Like it looks quite matted easily because it's so thick as well. And then, like I don't know, I've been like sleeping and stuff, and I guess rubbing my eyes and so my makeup was everywhere. It was just not a look. Anyway, so we arrive at this hotel and we look like we've got enough of fucking international flight. Shit, you not like from Australia. Um, and I then have two lasts of champagne. And that's it. I am fucking pissed. It was hilarious. And we are we are in this bougie as. Fuck, hotel, and I'm in my red trackies. Now, this is classic, classic British picture, an Australian picture, American. So, I don't know whether you guys have seen this meme on Instagram. But um, this is me. This is like picture, and it's like basically like the wealthier that you are, like the worse you dress. In that, like you'll be like the the richest people are out in like looking like hobos, and then the like people that are like you know eighteen and like living off two minute noodles are like in there with like fully dressed up anyway. And I was like, that's literally me to a fucking tee. I don't give a fuck what I look like half the time. I only have two. I only have two levels. Like dress in your trackies or like full on glitz glamour, red lip, massive gold hoops. That, that, that's it. That's the only two sides of me. I don't do the middle anyway. And so I'm, I like, I was wearing trackies, right? Because who the fuck would go on like a 14 hour road trip in jeans James, he rocks up looking civilized, and I'm in my tracksuit. Anyway, so we rock up to this hotel, and I'm the one paying for the hotel, as many of you know. I went through, the, I went through this whole dynamic. For any of you guys interested in how this dynamic works with paying and whatever, and like masculine and feminine and letting him lead, I went through this whole situation, and basically our whole trip, um, and the dynamics of it, in Be a Love and Not a Mother, so you can get all the details in that, and like, lots of examples from our trip and whatnot, because like, you know, a lot of you guys were asking, and it's all in, all in there, but anyway, so it's really funny, because I am like a fucking bogan, and I'm having glasses of champagne, we arrive, and we're staying in the penthouse, like, hilarious, Um, so we get up to our room, and it's out of control, beautiful, like, half the ceiling is glass, we're sleeping under the stars, like, The view is insane. This massive glass fireplace, a bath as big as as a fucking pool. Like it was just ridiculous. Like full on walk in wardrobe situation. It was out of control. Christmas tree set up. Like it was just so fucking beautiful. I can't even explain it. Anyway, so we had the trip of a fucking lifetime. We're skiing every day, we're having fun, we're getting pissed. Like, and it was just this beautiful example to me that miracles exist. Like, that miracles really fucking exist because this is a, like, our trip was something that most people did not get to experience this year, especially around Christmas. Like, not many people got to travel to a different country, go on a ski trip stay in the penthouse, have a white Christmas, have an amazing New Year's. Like I had a great new, we had a great New Year's, have a great New Year's and have a lot of fun for two and a half weeks. Like a lot of people, most people didn't get that this year. So like every day we were just, we just could not stop saying to each other how grateful we were for the trip. Like it was really, it was just a really like a beautiful trip. Anyway, um, then we have to drive Jelly to the vet to get this whole tapeworm thing because like Brexit and like fucking dog shit when you're traveling and whatever. Anyway, so we're driving to the vet, right? And then we get a popped fucking tire. And of course, I, of course, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh my God, poor James, right? Like, I'm not stressed about it because i like, I'm not worried. Like it's going to be solved. Who the fuck cares? He's got it under control. I just sit and relax. Um, and, and again, and I was saying this in B11 on a mother, I'm not sitting and relaxing because I'm like, oh, like that's not my problem. I'm sitting and relaxing because me getting stressed does not help James. It does not help a man. When you're in a pickle, ladies, it doesn't help a man to be stressed. What helps a man is you sitting there and trusting that he's got this shit under control. Don't mother him. Hence, Hence, be a lover, not a mother. So he literally is in minus 12 degrees Celsius. He have a pop tire. He has to change a tire. His knuckles are bleeding. It's so fucking cold. And he couldn't get the car in the right position to get the thingy under it to like pump the thingy up. I don't know what it's called. To change the tire. So he was – and he was so stressed. And I'm just like – my heart was just breaking because we've had so many car issues and I just felt so bad for him. And this was a beautiful chance – Ladies, I talk about somebody loving on a mother in deeper detail of me to be able to actually give to him, and I was I was able to gift him, and you're always able to gift the men in your lives. I was able to gift the energy, the healing energy of the warmth of the soft and the warmth and the softness and the love of the feminine, and that was able to ground him and bring it back into his body and just like soften him for a second to be like okay. I've got this. It was able to, it was, it allowed him to relax his nervous system in that moment to be able to think straight. Cause I literally, I could tell exactly what was about to happen. Shit was about to go down because he was so angry at himself. And I had to get out of the car and I just grabbed him and I was like, James, just give me a hug right and I just we just had a massive hug for a second and it's like and I literally said to him something along the lines of like it's gonna be okay like I'm not stressed about this I am not worried do not worry about the vet do not worry about our appointment like we are fine take your time do not worry about this also it's really fucking hot watching a man change a tire just saying like I I I enjoyed the whole moment to be honest anyway so then our time was part, we got jelly fixed, blah, blah. blah. Um, and we come, what else happened on our trip? So we come back, we keep enjoying it. James's friends um and his girlfriend, they came and joined us for New Year's Eve. So it ended up being an amazing New Year's Eve. Um, and then we came back and oh and then, so haha. And then to come back was a whole other debacle. So the next miracle that I manifested was that on our trip back, because we had a hire car, so basically James's car had to get put on a truck and sent all the way back to London or outside of London because um, it was like fully dead, which was crazy, right? Because James got the mechanic to check the car and the mechanic was like, it is tip top, like you are all good to go. So hence this, the car had to break down so that we could have a French number plate. So we had no problems getting through the borders. That was the key thing, right? That was the issue of COVID, getting through the borders, without raising a red flag and we were able to because of this car anyway driving back we had to change we had to change hire cars multiple times for various reasons whatever so we had to change hire cars in like multiple scenarios and I actually it was just great it gave me so many examples of me to use for you guys for being a lover not a mother because these was there was a lot of situations we were in where like that little kind of control freak in women would want to come out and be like don't tell me what to do like I'm fine but it was actually like I was able to be like, no, no, like we do what James says kind of thing. And so I used a lot of examples from our trip in Be A Love and A Mother. Um, so I would really get in there because I'm actually going to close. I'm going to close it once we have our last call on Wednesday, the 13th of January. It's going to be closed until I open it. So if you can quickly get in, get in. Otherwise, wait till I next open it. It's so full of juice, I can't even tell you guys. So, like, fucking insane. Um, what was I going to say? And the vibes, obviously, are incredible because the first two weeks are recorded in Zermatt, like, in the penthouse. So, like, you also get the wealth upgrade. This is going to be a long episode. Maybe I'll split it into two. Um. Anyway, and so, what, what are we up to? 33 minutes. Okay, cool. Um. Anyway, so then we have to change all these hire car situations, blah, blah, blah. And we stay in France for a night with James's friend because we had to sort out, like, the next car and it wasn't available for us yet at... Cal, 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 Calil. Oh, what the fuck's the place called? It's spelled Callus, but it's not how you pronounce it. Calil. Cal- oh fuck! I can't think of it. It's where the Euro Channel is in France. Anyway, it's it's yeah. Anyway, whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I can't. It's called. It's spelled Callus, but it's I can't remember how you pronounce it. Anyway, sorry for any French people, don't mean to insult you. I just like literally can't remember. It's nighttime anyway here. Um, had a big day, had a big day. So um, what was I gonna say? So James is like, right, your job is to manifest that we get the fuck home tomorrow. And my job is to phone, like, like to, to figure out the logistics of this, to see what, what happens. So he's like doing, he's like trying to figure out a how, and I'm just, I'm just manifesting, right? That was out, that they were our roles, and I was like, yep, I got this. So I'm manifesting a way that we will get home tomorrow and, get, um, and part of me obviously was like I want to get stuck in Switzerland but he couldn't because of work and the last resort which I didn't want to happen was that he was gonna have to leave me in Paris with jelly and then he was gonna have to come back and get me but that has a massive that that, that comes with a lot of risks right because of COVID and Brexit and all that kind of stuff just quick side note for anyone being like why couldn't you just fly so we couldn't fly because um Because you can't fly into the UK with a dog in the cabin. They have to be in the hold like underneath and I'm not comfortable putting jelly in the hold. I've done it in Australia with Peanut but that's flying Melbourne to Sydney. So it's like a one and a half hour trip. But the thing is when you're flying France to England, uh, Paris to London, it's actually international. And I always forget this because it's like a one hour trip trip but it's international and so you have to get there two hours before your flight blah blah blah. it's a whole other thing right so they're in that crate for like four or five hours and I just don't feel comfortable having jelly in that and he's quite like he's very he's actually a really chill dog but he is super attached to me so I just wouldn't feel comfortable and I'd be freaking out the whole time so I was like I'm not flying right it's not even optional we had so much luggage it was out of control so we would have been paying like a million dollars in excess um and uh, anyway and then we couldn't get the eurostar the eurostar is like the human train where you like get on a train sit on a seat and go because for some fucking reason you also can't take little dogs on that thing which makes no sense to me anyway and then the euro tunnel sometimes like often not covid days let's there be like um what's the name for it like you're allowed to just be like a a standing passenger essentially and then I think you could take a dog but um you they didn't allow that right now with COVID anyway so we basically like we were like we need a car to get home essentially is the bottom line we need we need to be in a car to get home whether a friend comes picks us up whether like we somehow manifest a taxi I mean James was gonna go as far as actually just driving the French car across the border and just copying a 2000 euro fine because he was like I need to get us home anyway um, the things we do for a ski trip, Hey, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so it was all, it was all vibe. It was all an amazing, fun, adventurous time. We wake up the next morning and the car they were going to send us, the, they being the insurance, uh, from London. Cause they were going to send us a car from London over to the border. And then we would like stop cars and drive it across. It was on the truck. Uh, but the problem is that the trucks have been backed up for weeks since when the UK closed the borders. And none of the trucks could get through. I don't know whether any of you remember this. There was like trucks backed up for days and all these truckies were sitting in their car for like three days, no food, no water, X, Y, and Z. So th- I was like, right, so the car's not getting to us today. So we need to find another option. Long story short, we manifested that a taxi company would come pick us up and insurance covered the whole entire cost of it. And it was not cheap for a taxi to come pick us up in Callis. Oh, that's how you pronounce it, Callis. Um, and then drive all the way to London, right? Uh, but the insurance was like, that nope, will pay for it. And you also have an extra hundred dollars to spend hundred pounds to spend if you want to like get yourself a meal or whatever. So I was like abundance. So we manif well, I manifested, we, both of us, um manifested that a taxi came to pick Jelly, James, and myself up from Callis and drive us ac- across the border, and then we got home. Happy fucking days. So that is the that is the trip thing that's like the miracles that happened in the trip fucking manifested I focus on what I want I was in the energy of I mean I was in such a good energy right I'm on a holiday having fun falling in my feminine receiving it all also trusting that if it didn't happen, it's because it wasn't meant to happen. If I had to stay in Paris, it was because I was meant to be in Paris. And so that helped me really to surrender and let go and not have attachment. I just just knew it was going to happen. I wasn't available for it not to happen, right? And you really have to be in that relaxed receptivity, and you have to also be in that energy of neutrality, which is like if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, no one's going to die. Because if you're, a lot of people don't realize this, but when they're so attached to like it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and they think they're really excited, sometimes they also subconsciously so afraid of it not happening, and that it doesn't happen. So you really also want to focus about focus focus on also kind of being a bit neutral to your manifestations at the same time. Anyway, so what was I going to say? So 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 we got home. That's okay. That is the trip. Now in terms of quantum leaping and expansion. So I have never spent that much money on accommodation. It was 27,000 pounds for two and a half weeks, 31,000 around about Swiss francs, uh, 50,000 Aussie dollars. And oh, would have been probably around 40,000, uh, maybe like thirty five. 40000 US dollars for the accommodation. Um, and there was a couple of reasons why I did it and I'm going to go through them now. So firstly, I have been lucky enough to grow up skiing in Colorado Um, and the vibe in Colorado is very very different to the vibe in Europe so in Europe a lot of people rent massive chalets they go on big ski trips with friends and like there's 15 of them in a chalet and you have a private chef and everything blah blah so you have a kitchen x y and z and you don't end up paying that much because there's like 15 of you in a house but obviously we weren't doing that so I was like okay we have to stay in a hotel because the chalets were out of control for us to spend money on right Um, like for, for just two people it didn't really make any sense so I was like okay let's stay in a hotel now the thing is in switzerland um it's a very traditional town it's not new and so the the hotels that cost like ten thousand dollars for two and a half weeks um the interior of them is very uh like old-fashioned swedish vibes as in like i would not pay even $200 to stay in that kind of place not because I don't not because I don't respect it or anything it's just because like that's not the vibe that I want to stay in when I'm skiing and you guys know I'm all about the vibes I like that lodgy very cozy bougie kind of look if you look up Colorado cabins you know what I mean like an upmarket Colorado cabin you know what I mean anyway and so and also, so a hotel – so everyone stays in hotels for some reason. Well, not for some reason. Because the food is so fucking good, everyone stays in a hotel because they have an amazing breakfast. They get lunch up the mountain and then everyone goes out for dinner and you have like a five-course meal. Now, I personally would vomit if I had a five-course five meal. I also don't like eating out every night and I don't like heavy – heavy, like having having a lot of heavy food. Swedish food can be quite heavy, number one. And number two, I'm allergic to gluten and that rules out a lot of Swedish food. It wasn't like I was going to Italy where it's easy. You'd think Italy's hard, but Italy has a celiac issue. So they're actually like gluten-free heaven. Um, And after a really intense ski day, you don't necessarily every night want to go out and have a hectic meal and have to dress up all fancy and pay a shitload of money for a meal. So I I was adamant on like, we're staying somewhere with a fucking kitchen. I also had jelly, right? So I needed a fridge. I needed somewhere to store his food and I wanted my food so I looked up airbnbs there was nothing that I wanted obviously I wasn't going to stay in like a fucking five-bedroom chalet and I was like okay we're staying in I found this penthouse right and initially I booked it for a week and then I was like oh I'll find something else for like the other week blah 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 and James came over one night for dinner and he just book. he just went on to bookings.com and obviously he was like this out of control moniker um, and he just went on bookings.com and he actually just extended it for the whole time. And I saw the price and I was like, well, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, no, 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 you can cancel it. I'm just booking it so that we have it. And so no one else takes it just in case. And so that we could find somewhere else in like for the second, for the second week. Um, and then I spent about 10 minutes trying to find somewhere else that was still a beautiful vibe, had a kitchen, X, Y, and Z. And I was like, fuck this. I'm just paying for this. And the reason why I did this was I had to ask myself this question, and this is what I want you guys to anchor into. The question is, what is the cost of me not investing in this thing? What is the cost of me not investing in this thing? And I say this with a very, cl- with a very clear intention behind it. I had to put myself in the shoes of me being in Switzerland and if I rocked up to a room I didn't really like or a hotel room that was too small with no kitchen I guess to eat out every night or a shitty Airbnb that was still really by the way still really expensive like still 20 10 $20,000 for like not the vibe that I wanted um and that's like US by the way um And I, Switzerland is not cheap. Um, And if I walked up to that and it didn't feel expansive and it didn't feel exciting and it didn't feel like, oh, I'm so glad to be here. This is amazing. And I wasn't like excited to put it on Instagram and show you guys. The cost of me not investing was more expensive than the cost of me investing in this place. I'm going to say that again. The cost of me not investing it, uh, the cost of me not investing in the penthouse was more expensive than the cost of me investing in it, and I knew that if I invested in it, it would only lead to amazing things. I knew the money was going to come back tenfold, and I really, most important thing, so many of us this year, or twenty in twenty twenty, have realised. What's really important. It doesn't fucking matter what what amount of savings you have in the bank if you are so afraid to spend your money because your money is there to be spent. Your money is there to be circulated. Your money is there to allow you to have a better life. Why am I making money if I'm not willing to spend it on experiences that are going to make me really fucking happy? And I've had a rough year as most of us have. I'm not seeing my family and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I deserve it. So, In every good vibe imaginable, I spent that money and I had to go through so many hoops because Amex kept declining it because they were like, nope, 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 this is fraud. And what ended up having to happen was my mum had to phone Australian Amex because it was connected to my Australian business card because I only just have my UK one. Um, So basically, my mum had to phone Amex and have me through the computer to like talk to this guy. It was crazy. Anyway to 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 make them say okay to this charge. Like I loaded the money on the card. I was like, the money is there on my card. As you can see, like I'm, I've preloaded the money. You just have to let a charge this big go through. And they did. So that was great. And it was worth every fucking penny and more because that money comes back within a blink of an eye, ladies. Like Remember that the more money, if you believe this, the more money you spend, the more money you receive. So this was only raising my wealth consciousness. It was only raising my energetic minimum for the amount of money that I was calling in every month. And it only allowed me to become a match for more money. This trip, me spending that money did not make me poorer. It did not make me have less. Okay, not poor. It did not make me have less. It made me have more because over those two weeks, I had more love, more happiness, more joy, more freedom, more ecstasy, more pleasure, more adrenaline, more thrill, more, more memories of pure joy than I have had for a lot of 2020, like most of us have, but we've been navigating a really rough thing, a really rough time that no one has experienced before we're all new to this um and it was worth every penny i don't regret it one fucking bit i mean skiing is an expensive holiday i don't regret it one bit i mean we had we had a white christmas it was like blizz, it was like a blizzard on christmas like how much more why could you fucking get like we tried to ski, ski christmas morning and i'm pretty sure i got hypothermia and nearly died um it was freezing you couldn't see shit we literally went up and we went back down like it was like we were like this we can't ski in this and I love a wide out I love powder skiing and I love a bit of a blizzard that shit was horrible so we actually just like skied back down and we we're like let's just go prepare the turkey James cooked the most insane turkey of my fucking life he slaved over it in the kitchen and I just napped. right I tried to help and he was like nope you just nap i I will do the turkey, and I will do Christmas lunch. It was beautiful. I just got to receive for two and a half weeks. I got to be looked after for two and a half weeks. I got to have so many fucking baths. I got to have float tanks. I got to be in the sauna all the time. I got to fucking ski. I would pay a million dollars to go skiing, ladies. So you have to ask yourself the question, what is the cost of me not investing in this thing? And is that more expensive? Because the bottom line is life is meant to be enjoyed. And if you are constantly afraid of spending money, you're not going to allow yourself to have the kind of experiences that you want to experience. And it's bullshit when someone says money doesn't make you happy. Because the bottom line is, whilst money itself won't make you happy, it will make you happier. If you're already miserable, money can make you more miserable. But if you're already generally a happy person, money will make you happier. Why? Because it allows you to afford experiences like this, it allows you to do good, it allows you to to take people on these trips. It allows you to pay for other people on trips like this and not have resentment towards them, but be like, I don't give a fuck. I'll pay for this 10 times over. That's what money allows you to do. Money allows you to have more fun in your life because experiences are fun. Travel is fun. Joy is fun, right? And these things, they do cost money because we live in an economy. So this whole trip, whilst it was you know, a lot of money to spend and more money that most people would spend in possibly a whole year, it allowed me to sink back in and to remember the expansive vibes that, to be honest, I was kind of losing coming end of 2020. I was losing because I'd been in lockdown for so long as a lot of us have been i hadn't been traveling and i'm a sag and i can't sit still and actually i had a psychic session the other day and i mean i already know this about myself but she first thing she said was like you are never gonna stop traveling you're never gonna sit still so i really need to buy a house so i'm like not paying someone else's rent as i travel um but i i thrive my soul thrives off that feeling of freedom which i get from planes skiing like adventure i get that from adventure even when i go on holidays I can't just sit by a pool for two weeks. That's my idea of like a death trap, like no fucking way. I like to be on like adventurous holidays and to be doing things, hiking, canoeing, snorkeling, like skiing, right? Yeah, I don't really go to, I don't like summer holidays as much as winter holidays. I love winter holidays. So anyway, it allowed me to just tap back into those expansive things and I made the money back. Like, of course I did, right? I made it back in like a few weeks, so it didn't make a big deal. It wasn't a big deal. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't even about whether I made it back or not. I didn't really care actually. It was, it was more about the fact that I, that life is meant to be enjoyed and the French do this really fucking well, right? The French don't, live to work, they work to live. So what that means is that they emphasize pleasure as their number one thing. They do they're not like America and Australia where we just slave the fuck away at our desk all the time. They really, really live. They really know how to be in pleasure. And that's what I encourage you guys to be doing as well. Because life is meant to be enjoyed and life is meant to be lived and life is fucking short. Life is short. Like YOLO honestly is a deep fucking thing. Hashtag YOLO is actually deeper than we think. So that trip not only allowed me to tap back into all of my magic and my joy and just remember that miracles are constantly available to us 24-7, it allowed me to have many downloads. Actually, even when I was hungover as hell, like to the point of Jay's being like, I've never seen you like this. Like I actually woke up drunk on New Year's Day that I got really hungover. So you can imagine how hungover I was. Um, it allowed me to tap back into all of that. It allowed me, allowed me to me- remember my magic It allowed me to just get that break that I needed and it allowed me to really quantum leap and that I shifted into a even higher vibrational frequency, like really embodying that multi-million dollar version of myself as I was staying in the fucking penthouse of this insane hotel, overlooking Zermatt, skiing every day, high on fucking life, drinking Verve like money was no object kind of situation. What that allowed me to do is it allowed me to remember that like my birthright is abundance. It allowed me to tap back into that infinite, infinite source of abundance and creativity and inspiration, which really helped me to obviously just raise my vibe even more and really tap back into like what I'm offering as this super high level coach. So it wasn't to say that I was like you know, not showing up fully at the end of last year. Absolutely not. I always show up 110%. But it was just, it was the opportunity for me to up level how I was currently already feeling. I was already feeling high vibe as always. I always am really aware of my energy management. Like that's always number one. But it allowed me to expand myself. So if I didn't have that trip, I would not have felt expanded coming into the new year. But that trip allowed me to feel expanded so that I could operate at a higher level this year. Um, And so that's really what that trip allowed me to do. And obviously with spending that much money, you quantum leap because you're in a different vibrational frequency. You become a vibrational match for the vibrational frequency, for the vibrational frequency of the version of you that spends 50K, Aussie, 40, 35K, whatever, USD, something like that on accommodation. So what that now means is that that is in your aura. That's that's in your comfort zone. So what this then allows for you is that you have up-leveled your wealth frequency. So this is why people sometimes find that when they invest in a coach, whether it's $500 or 5,000 or $50,000, whatever has expanded your wealth frequency. If it's if it's uh, if it's out of your comfort zone, but you spend it trusting yourself and holding yourself in safety and knowing that it's going to come back tenfold, X, Y, and Z, and then it's going to expand you. One, obviously the money comes back. But two, that is now within your wealth frequencies, within your aura, and it's within your comfort zone. So that means that that amount of money isn't scary anymore. So you're a match for that amount of money. And so that becomes easy to attract in. Because like if you're trying to attract more money in manifest, for example – but you've never spent $500 on yourself on like a personal development course, something like that, right? How can you say... It's easy to yourself how can you say to yourself oh it's easy for me to manifest 5000 dollars when you can't even spend 500 on yourself does that make sense but when you've then spent the five thousand it's like oh piece of piss to manifest that shit So can you see how spending more money actually also allows you to be a match for more money because when you spend more money that amount that you spend becomes your comfort zone it becomes easy it becomes normal it becomes an everyday kind of thing. But if you're constantly spending, if you're, if you have yourself always spending the same amount on things, you keep yourself at this set. You have a ceiling, you have a ceiling because you haven't broken the ceiling or you haven't popped the cherry. So that's what you need to do in order to kind of, as one tip for manifestation to kind of break that ceiling and get into that next level wealth frequency. So I'm going to leave it there guys. It's 55 minutes of juice. I hope that you enjoyed all the storytelling time and that you enjoyed the expansive vibes. I'm currently sitting at my very sexy new glass desk here in London and I'm leaving for Tulum in two weeks time. Um, I have to sort out a bunch of shit for Jelly before we leave. Hence, I've booked it for two weeks time. Otherwise I would have left like tomorrow. Um, coming back to London, it was just like fucking depressing, to be honest, because it's another lockdown here. And I'm like, you know what? I create my reality. Fuck this shit. I'm not staying here. I'm not staying. I can go to Mexico. I'm going to try and go to Colorado, um, but they might close down Aspen, I've just heard. So I might just stay in Mexico. We'll see what happens. Nonetheless, it's going to be a vibe. Oh my God, guys, Queen Alchemy is open. Yay. First call, first round for this year, and it's going to be in Tulum. So You should really get your ass in it. Also, I want to say, if you guys, if any of you are Australian, New Zealand, Bali, Southern Hemisphere, usually the time difference is horrendous to London, um, and it makes it difficult with trying to fit all your one-on-ones in, and, you know, the Queen Alchemy calls are often at nighttime for you, but because because I'm going to be in Tulum, the Queen Alchemy calls will actually be 8 a.m. your morning time, so this is a really good round for you to be in um, if you would prefer for it not to be, like, 10 p.m. your time, because usually it's 10 p.m. Melbourne time. I need to clock off for the day. Um, So join Queen Alchemy if you want to. I don't even need to prove it to you. Just fucking go look at the website and look at the millions of testimonials and read, listen to all the episodes and whatever if you haven't already. Listen to my podcast to prove that I'm really fucking good at my job. Oh, just sorry to hear and see and witness how good I'm at my job. Um, And that's that. So if you want to get into B11 on a mother, you've got until the 13th and it's going to be closed. Uh, and then I'll open it again when I feel called to. Um... MMM Level 2 is currently closed, but I might open it until it's currently closed. If you want to get in it because you want the Zermatt video, can you email hello at monarchyates.com.au and Sarah will open it and then just wait. Otherwise, just wait until I open it for. Uh, enrollment uh, I think that's everything though that I want to say to you guys but yeah Tulum's going to be a vibe so keep a look out for that jaw surgery coming up soon like put, draw surgery draw surgery podcast coming up soon which I'm also going to do as an IGTV so look out for that I'm going to actually probably just do the IG live tomorrow um, which might already be done by the time this comes out Um, But yeah, hopefully you're all having an okay start to the new year. I know it's really rough for a lot of us. I feel like we're just going to have to restart the year in the middle of the year, which I'm here for. Um, We are working out how to support you guys as much as possible this year. And make sure that if you haven't already that you are uh, reading the magazine because there is so much juicy stuff in the magazine. And as of March, the magazine is going to be a subscription service only. So read the free ones so you can get the vibes and feel all of the amazing stuff. I get all the amazing value in it from myself and from the contributors um, so that you know whether you want to join the subscription or not because it's only going to get better and better um, and the price will increase so the earlier that you get in and that you put yourself in that – like the earlier that you get in obviously – then you will not be subject to price increases. Whereas if you wait and sit on your ass, you will be subject to them. So follow your heart, tune into your heart. If you haven't joined the certification, certification is currently open for enrollment. I love sending out all our invitation letters. So if you want to join that as well, you can just send me a message on Instagram. We can chat all about it, but all the details are on the website and it's really fucking transformational. And I even got a message today from one of my students' clients. um, And she was like, the coaches that you're getting the coaches that you're creating are fucking insane because like I haven't had sex with my with my husband for like so fucking long. And then I had, um, I, I was started to get, I started to get mentored by one of your students and now we're having the most amazing sex. Like the modalities that you use are absolutely like the modalities that you created are fucking insane, blah, blah, blah. So if you want to join that, you can join that. <sighs> um, also if you want to be a one-on-one client, please make sure you email us ASAP because I'm currently taking spots for, uh, uh, May I can't remember what month like in a couple months because um, I sell I well thank you so much for tuning so in I hope that you got you like lots that, of chicken nuggets know. out of today's episode Have a lovely day, you guys. I would be really uh, really, really grateful if episode. you'd be able to Any leave me a review and a star rating but that you think really is appropriate hopefully five and if you could share this podcast so that I can help thank more you, women bye. with a life of flow and ease I would be so fucking grateful make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients